This week on the Docs to Dads podcast, holiday times can be very chaotic for parents. Daily routines are disrupted with the kids out of school, there are gifts to buy, parties to attend, and then there's all these winter illnesses I've been talking about for the last few weeks. But this week, I want to pause and find a minute to find some joy in the chaos of the season and connect with your family. So we're going to talk about some ways to do that as a parent, even with everything else that's going on this week on the Docs to Dads podcast. Hello and welcome to the Docs to Dads podcast, a health and wellness resource for any dad looking to actively engage with their health, the health of their children, and building a stronger, healthier community around their family. Each week, Dr. Scott, a board-certified pediatrician, will explore topics relevant to child health and how dads can be an active participant in their growth, development, and other issues that affect children and the whole family. Hi there. Welcome back to the Docs to Dads podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Scott Grant, and this week I want to talk about joy. Uh, When I first started out this podcast two years ago, uh, one of the big words that I sort of stuck in my head as I was thinking about, like, what do I want the mission of this podcast and and subsequent projects that I work on uh, related to Docs to Dads to be joy was one of those words, is that I wanted to help dads find the joy in fatherhood. And I think joy is also a word that a lot of people associate with holiday times. And so I thought this would be a nice time to sort of revisit that discussion and revisit this idea of how do we intentionally find joy in some of the chaotic moments, whether that's parenting more generally or especially during this holiday season when there's a lot going on. Kids are out of school, uh, either because school is out or as has been the case for me, uh, the kids are out because they've been very sick. It's it's a little bit funny to think back on when I first wrote down some of my initial thoughts for how I wanted this episode to go. A lot has happened since then. So it's going to sort of change the way that I have some of this conversation, partially because I have a lot of new stories to tell related to trying to find joy in even some of the scariest and most chaotic moments that have happened over the course of the last week or so. And one of the things that brought this back to the forefront of my mind was that my wife, who lovingly sends me about a dozen reels or or memes uh, on Instagram a day, uh, sent me one about a week ago now uh, that I was sort of reflecting on and we've had some conversations about since then. And it basically, it was a little meme that just had some text on it to just sort of remind people to find the joy in little moments of life. And it just said, choose joy. Don't wait for things to get easier, simpler, better. Life will always be complicated. Look for small opportunities for happiness in the moment you are in right now. Otherwise, you might run out of time. We can't often choose our circumstances, but we can better control our reactions and emotions choose joy. And I think this is a, a nice reminder for a lot of parents out there that, you know, we we sort of spend a lot of time thinking about sort of what's the next thing that's coming and like things will get easier once they're, the baby is sleeping through the night. Things will get easier once the kids are in school all day or things will get easier once 
we'll get the kids involved in, in social activities or things will get easier somewhere down the road, some arbitrary, but then the, the goalposts just keep moving. And I think that what happens is then you sort of delay finding that joy in parenting and you end up spending so much, so much time thinking about what the next season is going to look like or what you hope the next season is going to look like that you forget to enjoy the season that you're in. And I think that's what I want to try to talk a little bit about today. And then ways as we zoom in specifically on the chaos of holiday times, like what are some ways that you can plug into your family intentionally during this holiday time and look for that joy and share that joy with your wife or share that joy with with your kids and tell them like how much joy they bring you because I don't think we always do a good job of telling that to the people that we love as well. So if my wife is listening out there, thank you for everything you do. You bring me so much joy. My kids, maybe they'll listen to this somewhere down the road when they get a little bit older. Um, I hope they know always how much joy they bring me. But if you happen to listen to this episode somewhere down the road, I hope you know how much joy you bring me uh, in the season that we're in right now. And I'm feeling this very acutely right now, sort of going off script from my notes uh, that I originally wrote down for a moment here because so much has happened. In the last week, we have been hit by RSV really hard in my house and probably something else too because everyone seems really, really sick. It's been really tough. Um, We've had a couple of our kids get croup. So I had just in the last week, I had my daughter up for several hours through the night. Thankfully, uh, we were able to get her uh, a dose of steroids for her croup before it got too bad and before we needed to go to the hospital. But unfortunately, three days later, when my son woke up in the middle of the night, my oldest, uh, with his episode of croup, that wasn't possible. And so actually at you know 11.45 p.m. Uh, on, on Thursday night, I last week, literally the day my RSV episode uh, released, uh, I was taking my son to the emergency room to get a breathing treatment and some steroids for his um, croup because he was having such difficulty with his breathing. And croup is just no joke. I'm going to have to do a whole episode ded- dedicated to croup because I hate it so very much and it's it warrants its own conversation. But when your child is struggling to breathe and you feel helpless, even as a pediatrician, as a, as a physician, my wife's a physician too, you know, we're both sitting there just watching him struggle to breathe. We're trying some things at the house to try to see if we can get him to settle and breathe easier. It's hard to imagine very many things as a parent that would be scarier than that in the moment, especially when it's happening in the middle of the night and you don't have anyone to call to help. Like you you just have to go to the emergency room and that's kind of where you're, where you're at. It was a really scary moment. And this is actually the second time we've had to take uh, my oldest to the emergency room before we left Michigan last winter. Uh, we I had to take him to the emergency room uh, for croup as well. And again, it's just one of those things where you either can catch it early enough to get it treated and prevent the emergency, but especially for him, it seems like it just comes out of nowhere. And that's a really common thing uh, with kids who who get croup is it, it sort of they went to bed and they were fine and everything seemed fine. And then four hours later, uh, you know, they can barely breathe and you're rushing to the emergency room and it can be it can be very scary, scary and you know, on the topic of this episode, it can be very hard to find joy in those 
moments because you're panicking and you're thinking, you know, I got to get him to to the doctor and I want to get everybody healed and feeling better. For us, we celebrate Christmas, so Christmas is coming. We have family coming into town to celebrate with us, and we're very excited to like host everybody and spend time with everyone. But we, you know, it goes better for everyone if our kids are are healthy and happy and playful, and when the rest of the family is here, and we're not having to dedicate too much time to caring for sick kids while we're also trying to entertain and and those kinds of things. And you know, our family want to see the kids at their best and and play and have fun, and and we want it to be a, a joyful holiday to the extent that as a parent, you can do that. You know, you you try to do everything that you can, and I'm certainly seeing a lot of kids in clinic between last week and I'm sure in this coming week, um, as we move up towards Christmas, we'll be like, well, I just wanted to get them checked out because if there was anything we could do to try to get them feeling better before the holiday, I wanted to make sure we we did that, right? And sometimes there's something you can do and sometimes there's something you can't. And it just sort of reminds me that this was all sort of in addition to the normal holiday chaos of like, we're trying to find gifts for the kids and gifts for my wife and our family who are coming to visit and my family who are going to be, you know, I'm not going to see around Christmas time. I want to make sure I get gifts out to my my nephews and my, my the rest of my family and all these kinds of things that are going on. Uh, all these responsibilities. I have this new job that we just started. So I'm trying to make sure that I'm living up to my responsibilities there um, in my new job. And there's just so many things. And I, I, I know that I'm not unique in this. I, I hope what you're hearing from this conversation more than anything is just those feelings that you're feeling you're not alone like i know that many of you have all of these things i've just listed and some of you probably have even more uh, worries and responsibilities that you that you have to tend to as well and so it's it's a chaotic time it can be really hard to find those moments of joy but i think if we really stop and try to stay in the moment as long as there's not a medical emergency happening it's hard to find joy in the moment of a medical emergency. But I will say that once we got my son to the hospital, we got him the breathing treatment he needed. We got him the steroids that he needed. Uh, We had a good laugh because he tested positive for RSV and (laughs) it was just too ironic. Then I was able to just spend a couple of hours with him. You know, he's hyped up because he just got epinephrine as a breathing treatment, which is going to crank up his heart rate and make him feel pretty uh, jittery and and awake and steroids are going to do the same thing. Um, So giving steroids to kids at midnight uh, doesn't help them go to sleep, it turns out. And so we were awake most of the couple of hours that they had to watch him after the breathing treatment uh, to make sure that he didn't need another one and that his breathing troubles didn't come back and all those kinds of things. And so it, it ended up turning into uh, a couple of hours that I got to just sit with my son and we talked and uh, we watched the the new animated How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which has been kind of one of their favorite movies to watch this year and kind of talking about the characters and what they learn and, and hearing him tell me a little bit about the Grinch and why the Grinch you know changed his mind at the end and, and all these different things was just like a really special two hours with my son that I definitely would not have had otherwise. And I didn't really have plans to like, I really need to set aside two hours to just sit one-on-one and watch how the Grinch stole Christmas with my son and hear him tell me all about it. Um, so that's an experience that I wouldn't have had. So in retrospect, 
now that I know that everything's fine and his breathing troubles went away and we're past all of that, now I can reflect back on it and sort of appreciate the moment that I got to have with him that I definitely would not have had otherwise. And so I I think that's a good general rule. Now we've been experiencing that with all three of our kids. Uh, All three of our kids have been varying degrees of sick. It seems like every day they're sort of competing to see who can be the most uh, sick and spike the highest fever. And it's just an Olympics that I don't really want to have to be the judge on. I told them that, but they they still insist on competing. So, uh, (laughs) But what it's led to is all of them wanting to be move a little slower. It's led to all of them wanting to snuggle before bedtime, which is something that not all of them are always interested in doing. You know, they want to just sit in our lap and snuggle and and try to feel better. Um, And that's not something that, that they always do. I have tried along with my amazing wife who has more patience than I do for some of these things to really enjoy just being able to sit there with my kids and just talk to them, ask, talk to them about Christmas. Like, what are we doing during this season? You know, what does it all mean? Why are we celebrating? You know, all of these kinds of things. It's just moments with my kids that I wouldn't have otherwise had. And while I would generally prefer that my kids weren't sick, it's been a good exercise for me to try to find those moments that I can appreciate with my kids. And I think that's been the eye-opening piece to all of this, which is to say, like, basically whatever you're going through, there's a moment there that you can find some joy. And everything's not going to go perfectly. There's going to be illnesses and messes and chaos. And you're trying to, like, in this holiday time, you know, I'm still trying to, like, get our house ready for guests who are coming over. And we're trying to, like, meet all of our other responsibilities, right? And we're not going to do everything perfectly. We're not going to get it all together um, on time. There's always going to be like something else to do. And so while I'm holding my kids, I'm I'm sometimes subject to thoughts of like, I really need to be writing a podcast episode, or I really need to be finishing up some charts for work, or I really need to be looking for Christmas, you know, those last minute Christmas gifts uh, for my family or whatever the case may be. There's always something else to do some other project that needs to be done. We're trying to get pictures hang in the house. We're trying to get our family pictures hung up in the house. We're trying to make sure that all of our holiday Christmas decorations are up. Uh, There's going to be some something, right? There's these other holiday experiences that we had, I had hoped to be able to put together for my family um, that just weren't in the budget for this year and and we couldn't find the time to make them work anyway. You know, there's other families maybe in your life who are doing fun things that your kids wish they could do, but you don't have the time or the energy or the funds to make that happen this year. But you can still create a magical holiday time for your kids, but they're going to be preoccupied by the things that you're preoccupied by. So if you're so worried about making sure you got all the right gifts and making sure you're doing all the right things, like they're going to be distracted by those things too. But if you're focused on being in the moment with your kids and doing fun activities with them and finding that time to spend together, then they're going to appreciate the magic of of that. And that's where 
sort of the mindfulness and intentional parenting piece of this comes in is that when you're with your kids, especially during this holiday time, they're going to be around more because they're not going to school. They're going to want to do all kinds of different fun activities. Maybe you're decorating Christmas cookies or maybe you're doing various crafts that got sent home from school for them to do over the holidays. Thanks a lot, teachers. You know, whatever the case may be, you know, there's going to be stuff that they want to do. And the more you can stay in the moment with them and and do those things and make time for them, even when everything else is busy, make time for those things because those are the things that they're going to remember about your holiday experience, right? The more you can sort of take a pause, put your phone away, which is something I'm also trying to work on a little bit more, put your phone away somewhere else, right? Stay in the moment with your kids doing the activity and do the, do the activity with them, help them to whatever degree they, they want you to help. And that's another way that you can sort of create these little family traditions. So maybe this year is the first year you're going to decorate Christmas cookies, but maybe you find that it's so much fun, or at least that your kids like it so much that that's something that you want to do all the time that you want to do every year as part of your, you know, Christmas preparations, right? One of the things that we sort of started on a whim a few years ago, it's probably been either two or three years now that we've been doing it, was during the Advent season leading up to Christmas, you know, we've started actually lighting our candles every night on our Advent calendar, um, which for folks who are not familiar with the Advent tradition, there's like Advent is the four weeks leading up to Christmas or really the four Sundays leading up to Christmas. And every week there's a different candle that you light. So the first, you know, the first week of Advent, you light one candle, then two, then three, then four. Um, The third candle, which is the one that we started lighting this week, is the pink candle. So there's three purple candles and a pink candle. The pink one actually stands for joy. So it's appropriate um, that that's the theme of this episode today as well, um, as the third Sunday in Advent is is all about joy and finding um, joy in the holiday season. And so just another good reason why that's what we should talk about this week, um, I suppose. But every night we light the appropriate number of candles based on what week of Advent we're in. And we say a little group of prayers. And that's basically how my oldest son learned all of his like prayers. And then we say them together every night. And now my daughter, who's three and a half, is learning them and knows her prayers really well. And it's something that I'm, I'm really proud of for them about that is that they're they're into it and they, they want to do it and they are learning their prayers much younger than I feel like I was when I was learning those prayers. Maybe I'm mis- I don't remember back that far, but that's something that we are very intentional about doing every night. And the kids will remind us if we don't do it, they'll say, hey, 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 we got to say our prayers. And that's really special too, that it's something that's important to them, um, or at least more important than going to bed. And so now it's become a tradition. We do it every year. We do it every night of Advent every year unless something really strange is happening. And even if we're like, there's nights that we're going out to like a Christmas party um, for our our work, for example, the last couple of weeks, we've had to do that. Like those nights, we're leaving the house at 4, 4.30, whatever the case may be to go to the party. We say our prayers before we go, even if it's at 3.30. So we tend to do it right before bedtime, but we definitely get it done as like one of the last things we do together as a whole family every day. And now it's become a tradition and our kids love it and they have a lot of fun. We light the candles say the prayers. We talk about who do we want to pray for. And every night our kids come up with somebody new that they want to pray for. 
and then we say our prayers and we blow the candles out and and it's it's become a fun holiday tradition. And so that might not be the right thing for you, but find something. Christmas cookie decorating, some kind of arts and craft, some kind of, you know, countdown. There's all these cool like countdown things that you can uh, find now to sort of count down to Christmas that'll help you remember why we're celebrating um, and talk about sort of the important people in your life, at least those kinds of things can become sort of fun holiday traditions. And you may not start out with it as like, this is going to be our new holiday tradition, but like, just try some stuff and see what your kids like. And then maybe that'll become, become the tradition. You know, my parents, when I was a kid, like one year on a whim, I think, we decided that we were going to go out to some Christmas tree farm out in East Texas and cut down our Christmas tree. We always had a live Christmas tree, but we usually just bought it from the Boy Scouts down the street. That was it. You know, one year on a whim, I'm not even, I don't even remember exactly why or when that happened, but we decided to go out and do that. And we cut down our Christmas tree and it was just, it was fun. It was like a cool family outing. We would go out. There was a a farm there. You could get some like warm apple cider or some hot cocoa. And then you go out and you know, it's a, it's a hayride that you go on, on a tractor and you ride out there and you cut down the tree and you bring it back. And it was just a lot of fun. And so it, it ended up turning into this tradition. And now we, we did that basically every year from then on until my brother and I left the, left the house. And then even after that, there were times that we went back and, you know, one of the first times that my now wife met my family was she came down for Thanksgiving. And after Thanksgiving, we went out and cut down the Christmas tree. And that was like one of the first ways that she got to meet them. And same thing with my, my brother's now wife, she can't, she would come and we all get together and and do this together. Um, And that was a really sort of fun thing. And it became a tradition for us. So you don't have to start out with it being this like big grand thing, but come up with something fun to do that you would enjoy doing and that you think your kids would enjoy doing and and then do that. One thing that I did today, actually, again, just kind of on a whim that went fairly well that I, I think might become tradition for our family going forward or for my kids is that today I went and had to run some errands. And my oldest, who despite being the most sick a few days ago, now seems to be the least sick kid in our house, I took him with me. And I was like, hey, while we're out, we're going to get some groceries. We're going to do these other things. But what do you think about we can stop at a store and you can pick out a toy for your sister as a Christmas present from you to her that you picked out. And he thought this was such a good idea. And he was telling me all about, I don't, he wanted to get her like a pink robot bunny or something because she loves pink and she loves bunnies. And he's been really into robots lately. So I think he filled in the gap there. And I don't even know if that actually exists exists anywhere. We did not find a pink robot bunny as we were doing our Christmas shopping today, uh, but he got way into it. And then we so we started walking down the toy aisle at the store that we were that we were at, and like anything he saw that he thought she would like, he was like, "Don't you think she'd like this? Don't you think she'd like this?" And I was like, "Yeah, buddy, but we got to just we got to pick one thing." Uh, and so he ended up picking something, and he's he's really excited, and hopefully he doesn't ruin the surprise. He's not always very good at keeping secrets to himself. So we'll see how long he he makes it. We had a long conversation on the way home about like, this is a surprise. We're going to wrap it. It's going to be under the Christmas tree and Allie's going to open it on Christmas morning. So don't tell her before then. It's going to be a surprise. Okay, dad. So we'll see if that works out or not. But it was really fun. And I think the fact that he enjoyed it so much 
makes me want to do it again with him next year. And then maybe that becomes kind of a thing that we do with all the kids where they get to go out and, and pick out a small little something, you know, that they can get for their brothers and sisters or something like that. So as we have more kids, I'm not sure how, <laughs> how sustainable that's going to be. But for now, I just took the one oldest kid um, and it went really well. So we'll see, we'll see kind of how it goes, but uh, it really was, it was a lot of fun and I'm hoping that will be the seed of a new tradition that we do. And he hopes so too, because when we got home, he was asking my wife if I could take his sister out to buy presents next so she could make sure that she got a present for him. So, you know, there's that. We're, we're trying to focus a little bit this year on the the giving instead of the receiving. And, and so we talked about that a lot uh, in those two hours as we were watching The Grinch. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're getting there. He's still only five. So, he he was really excited uh, to to pick out that gift for her, um, and I'm excited to see what happens when she opens it uh, on Christmas morning. These are just sort of, again, musings over some notes that I I jotted down last week, and then sort of just everything that has happened to our family uh, over the course of the last week, where basically each of my kids has had a night where they've been up for at least two hours in the middle of the night for various reasons with fevers or other types of illnesses or, or other types of things. And they, they weren't feeling well and they needed some snuggles. And I was up from midnight to 2 a.m. with each of the kids some night in the last week, having just arrived at the moment where we were sleeping through the night fairly reliably. It's not something I'm used to as much anymore. So it was a little bit of a bummer, but I'm trying to remember and remind myself that those are moments of joy that I can appreciate. I can spend that time with my kids and snuggle them and just make sure that they know how loved they are and that the way that they're going to know how loved they are is not by the Christmas presents that we're trying to buy for them or the fun holiday experiences uh, that, you know, we can, we can buy and go do they're going to be from these moments when they don't feel good and they just want to cuddle and they just want to, to be with you. And you took the time to sit there with them and just tell them that you love them and that you're going to help them feel better and give them some medicine to help them feel better and, and those kinds of things. And I think that that is this year the reflection on, on joy that I have. It has even less to do with like the chaos and the hustle and bustle Although certainly there's all of those things like there normally is. But this year, especially this last week, has been so filled with illness and just sick kids and sad. They just don't feel good. And and there's nothing that sort of rips out the heart of a parent like having a sick kid. In terms of final thoughts, if, if that's something that you're dealing with out there, just know that you're not alone. I know I've gotten a lot of messages over the last few weeks related to these episodes that I've done about different winter illnesses uh, that tell me that I'm not alone with my three kids. And I know that there's a lot of kids that I'm seeing in clinic who are really um, sick. It's just been a really tough couple of weeks for a lot of families. Um, And so you're not alone out there. And I just want to encourage you that there's going to be stuff that needs to be done. And there's going to be dreams that you have for the perfect holiday that you're trying to put together for your kids and your wife and your family and all these other things. And some of those things are probably just not going to get done especially if you have kids that won't let you put them down because they want to be held. And it's just more important sometimes to hold your kids 
And so that is is my reflection on joy in the holiday season and and choosing joy and understanding that waiting for things to get easier or simpler or better or healthier, as is the case for us, like doesn't help us find joy. It only forces us to put off experiencing the joy of being a parent. And so I hope that this episode reframes some of that um, and maybe just gives you permission to be with your sick kids and, and help them feel better and not have to worry so much about about some of those other things that, that maybe are on the to-do list uh, but aren't, just aren't going to get done. And that's okay. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode today. I hope you found it helpful. Uh, if you have a story about choosing joy in the holidays or a particular practice or tradition that you've picked up that has been really helpful to you for your uh, family life or your religious tradition, I'd love to hear about that. Please feel free to reach out to me. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Docs to Dads Pod. You can find me on LinkedIn uh, at Dr. Scott Grant, uh, or you can email the show at docs to dads pod at gmail.com, uh, where I'll, I'll respond to your messages there as well. I want to say thanks, as always, uh, to my friend Phil Raban, who edits these episodes. Uh, I had promised him this week that we would get caught up and get a couple of episodes recorded so we could get ahead of things for uh, the holidays. And, and alas, <laughs> that has not happened uh, because I've had the week that I've described for you this week uh, in, in this episode. Uh, I'm sorry to him that I didn't get that done, but I do want to say thank you so much to him for all the work that he does and wish him a very uh, Merry Christmas to him and his family. I want to encourage you to tune in next week where we are going to talk about uh, screening for postpartum depression in dads. Uh, This is something that I talked a little bit about in a prior episode, and I'll rehash some of that um, next week as well. But there's some new research that's come out about whether we should be screening dads for uh, mental health issues in the postpartum period, whether that's postpartum depression or anxiety. Um, so we're going to break some of the detail, uh, some of the data down on that and talk a little bit about how I plan to change my practice moving forward. Until then, remember that what you do as a dad matters. Keep building healthier dads, happier kids, and stronger communities. Have a happy holidays. The information included in this podcast and other Docs to Dads platforms is intended for your education and entertainment only. It is not intended as medical advice and should not replace a relationship with a primary care pediatrician or other provider who will give the most appropriate recommendations for your individual situation. Thank you.